Shalom to all. Today's office Bible coming off Kofi, and we are starting about the eighth line at the two dots. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarabas, Rabbi Maisha, Hernish Shama should have an aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Mars Freda Chayabela, Bas Yitzchok Tzvi, Hernish Shama should have an aliyah. Now the Mishnah was discussing a case where Shimon stole from Ruvain. He swore falsely and then admitted his guilt. And the Mishnah told us that he has to personally hand over the item or its value to Ruvain, even if it means traveling all the way to Madai. However, if the Nigzal Ruvain was Michael on the payment, and that's even if he was a Michael the entire thing, except for less than a shavu pruta's worth, he left that over that he wasn't Michael on. Still, the gospel doesn't have to travel all the way there. That's what his line over here means. Something Mar tells Umar Papa Papa says, This was only taught if the Xela itself is not here. Well, Xela Kayemes, but if Xela is here, it's So the Gazlan does have to go all the way after the Nigzel to return this little bit. Why is that? We have to be chashed that maybe went up in value and now it's worth more than a Shavapruta. So even though when he was Michael and everything, he retained for himself less than a Shavapruta, which is not something Gazlan is chive to return. Since we have the actual item here, we have to be that it went up in value and now that less than a Shavapruta is worth more than a Shavapruta. So that's why you would have to return it. However, Ikadamri, some say the other way around. Amar Papa Papa said, It doesn't make a difference if we have the Xela here. He does not have to go after him. Why is that? Because we're not Chayshesh that maybe went up in value. Now discussing Xela worth less than a Shavapruta. Amar Ravrava said, Let's say the fellow stole three bundles and each one was worth a Pruta. So a total of three Prutas. And then they went down a value of Amdal Ashtayim and now they're worth only two. So it's three bundles for two Prutas. So if you return two of those bundles, he still has to return that third bundle. Tuna and Atana taught just like this. Gazal Chametz of Avraham Pesach, if a person stole Chametz and went through Pesach, now it's not worth anything. He can still tell him, here, take yours in front of you. And that's because it's right here in front of him. But if it's not here anymore, even though right now it's not worth anything because it's Chametz of Pesach, it doesn't have any value to it. Since originally it was worth money, he has to pay now, even though now it's not worth any money. Over here, when he stole three bundles that were worth three and now they're only worth two, even though this last bundle is not worth a Shavu Pruta since originally they were worth a Shavu Pruta, he has to pay him. Now, by Rav Rav asked the following question, let's say he stole two bundles worth of Pruta, meaning each one was worth half a Pruta. returned one of them. So, how do we view this? Do we say, right now there's no Gzela, because the only thing that's left is worth less than a Shavu Pruta, and that's not something that a person's have to return. I don't know, perhaps, maybe he didn't return the Gzela that was by him. He stole two bundles, and together they're worth a Pruta, so his Chiv al Shava perhaps is on both of those bundles, even though individually each one is only worth half a pruta. So on their Pashta, afterwards, Rav answered the question, Gzela Inkan Shava Inkan. And right now we're understanding this means that there's no Gzela over here that needs to be returned, and he hasn't been Yitze his mitzvah of Ashava of returning the Gzela. Asking one that's contradictory, Gzela Inkan Hashava Yashkan. If there's no Gzela over here because he has something worth less than a Shava pruta, so are you even able to say that he is or isn't Yitze his mitzvah of Ashava, there is no mitzvah of Ashava. It's less than a Shava pruta. So when we answer this, this is really what Rav is saying. Afal Pisha Gzela Inkan, even though there is no Gzela over here because less than a Shava pruta, mitzvah Hashava Inkan, he was not Yitze his mitzvah Hashava because he stole two, and he has to return those two, and he only returned one of them. Now we're going to have a similar discussion now talking about a Nazir. Vamar Rav Rav said, Hare Amr, they said, Nazir Shigilach, if a Nazir shaved all of his hair, which is what he has to do after he finishes Naziros, Vishir Shtei Cyrus, and he left over two hairs, it's not considered like he did anything, he has to shave all of his hair, and leaving even two hairs over is considered like he wasn't Yitzhak's mitzvah Giluach. Now, by Rav Rav asked the final question, Let's say he shaved one of the remaining ones, and then the other one fell out. How do we view that? Is it considered like he was Yitzhak's mitzvah Giluach or not? So is Rava asking a question about a Nazir that shaved one by one? If he shaved one hair at a time and he left over two hairs, so he still wasn't Yitz's mitzvah giluach yet, and then he shaved the second to last hair, and just as he was about to shave the last one, it fell out. Are you telling me that's something that Rava was bothered by? Of course, there's no problem over there. So he responded, Let's over here. I mean, what's the question? We're talking about where the second to last one fell out, and then the last one was shaved. So we say, Now there is no shear because now that he's coming to finish the job, there isn't 
two hairs anymore, so it's no problem. It's considered like he's done. Maybe it's not considered like a proper giluach to make car hashir stay Cyrus because originally he left over two hairs. So originally when he was cutting his hair, he wasn't yet mitzvah of giluach. And now when he's trying to finish up the job, trying to be yet mitzvah of giluach, there isn't two hairs to shave because one of them had fallen out. And that means that he wouldn't be yet mitzvah of giluach. So other pashta afterwards, Rabbi answered the question, there's no hair here and he hasn't been yet mitzvah of giluach. So once again, we ask the same question, if there's no hair here, could he be yet mitzvah of giluach? So the answer is, no, this is what we're saying, even though there is no hair over here, still, Mrs. Giluach Inkan, he hasn't been yet to the mitzvah of Giluach. And this is like the second option. And another member from Rav of Rav Rav says, Hare Amru, they said, A barrel got a hole in it and sediment sealed it up, so that saves it. So this is talking about Thomas Oil, when there's a mace in a house, everything in the house is Tame. And let's say the house is two levels, so if there's an opening the size of a tefach in between the two floors, then the Toma travels through and is Matame everything in the upper level as well. However, if the hole is closed and the Toma is prevented from going up, Rav just quoted his known din that if there's a barrel closing this gap in between the two floors and it got a hole in it, and the sediment in the barrel settled on the hole, closing it up, so it saves everything in the upper floor, and it's not tummy. So here's Rav's question. By Rav, he asked the question. Let's say only half of the hole was sealed up. The hole was a tefach, as that means the tomo can now go up to the second floor, and he sealed up half the hole. So we don't have a tefach hole anymore, but he still didn't completely seal up the hole. Do we say the tomo goes up or no? So earlier, Rav Yimra Ravashi, Rav Yimra asked Ravashi, Why don't you say Nuizu? Isn't our following Mishnah? Did not we have Mishnah that says a barrel got a hole in it, ustemur shmarim, and the sediment sealed it up, hitzilua, so that saves anything above it. Pak gubis myra. Let's see, plugged up that hole with a twig, Ajmareach, it's not considered like it's sealed up until he smears clay or something like that around, making sure it's sealed. Hayubashtayim, let's say he put two twigs in there, Ajmareach menats dadim, ubein smarel chaberta. He has to smear clay around them and in between each twig. Now, time out demarach. We say the only reason why it's considered like it's sealed is because he smeared clay around it. Holoi marach, but if he didn't smear clay around it, loy. It's much where the hole is not considered sealed, even though there's two twigs in there. Amai, but why would that be? Why isn't it considered like he halfway sealed it up? So it must be the sealing a hole of a tefach halfway is not considered like properly sealing it, and the tumma could still go through. However, I mean, they said, is that really so? Is that a good comparison? Over there, when he put twigs in the hole, if he doesn't smear clay around it, it's not going to stay. The twigs are just going to fall out of the hole. And that's why it's not considered like the hole is plugged up at all. Whereas, if you plugged up the hole halfway with something that's going to stay, so it's going to stay. And that's considered like reducing the size of this hole to less than a tefach, and now the tumma can't go through anymore. Now, going back to the discussion of Gzela, said as follows, they said, if a person stole chametz and went through Pesach, so now it's Asr Bahana, and one can benefit from it at all, so it has no value. Still, the Gazan could say, Here, take your thing, it's right in front of you, and the Gazan could be potter with that. Now, by Rav, Rav asked the following question. Let's say he made a shvua about it, meaning after Shimon stole his chametz and it was Avrava Pesach, he made a shvua saying, I swear I didn't steal anything from you, I don't have anything of yours, and then he admits. So it's halacha, is he chayav karen chamesh on Asham or no? Do we say, If it was stolen from Shimon by Shlumele, he would have to pay Ruven back, so therefore a minor kafarle. It's considered like he was being kaifer mumminess, and therefore would have to pay Karen Chaimish on Asham. I told perhaps right now it is in front of him because it wasn't stolen from him. It's just considered like dirt because it doesn't have any value. Like it's not considered like he was kaifer mumminess at all because right now this chametz is not worth anything. So when he was kaifer saying I don't have anything of yours, maybe that's not called kfiras mamain. And when it turns out that he lied, perhaps he doesn't have to pay Karen Chaimish on Asham. Now the Gemara tells us mostly the Bible Rava something which was a question to Rava. Rava it was Pasha to Rava. Rava Rava said as follows. Let's say Reuben told Shimon, Shari gonna have to you stole my shar. Who and Shimon told Reuven, like enough, yeah, I didn't steal your shar. So Reuven tells Shimon, Mati so what's it doing by you? Why is my shar in your shoes? So Shimon thinks fast and he says, I'm a Shemachino, I'm just watching it. Chayv, Shimon is Chayv a Karman Shvu over here. That's because he was Kaifer Maman. How was he Kaifer Maman? Because he patterned himself from Gneva Naveda. If he really was a Shemachinam and was stolen from him or got lost, so he wouldn't have to pay for it. So his Taina of, I'm a Shemachinam, patterns him from Gneva Naveda, as opposed to if he was a Ganev, which 
in this case, he actually is a Ganev, he would have to pay for Gnev and Aveda. So again, since his Taina patches himself for Mamain, it's considered Kfiras Mamain, and therefore it would be Chayv a Karbon. Or similarly, let's say Shimon had said, Shem Rosachar on Yalav, I'm Shem Rosachar for it. Chayv, he's Chayv a Karbon Shvu over there as well. Shem Rosachar Atum Shvu Remeso, because he patches himself from these things. If he either breaks or dies, he wouldn't have to pay if he was a Shem Rosachar. And even if Shimon says, Shalani Olav, that I borrowed it, Chayv, he still would be Chayv, Shari Potter Atum Mesa Machazbalcha, he patches himself from this claim. If someone borrows a cow, and while it's doing work, it dies, the borrower does not have to pay for it. That's called Mesa Machazbalcha. So this is also considered Kfiras Mamain, and Shimon would have to pay in this scenario as well. Now, Amo, what do we see from here? Afagav Dahakaim, even though the animal's right here, Kimothy Mignav, since if it was stolen with Mamain Kafar, it turns out that he'd been Kai for Mamain, Hashanai, Mamain Kafar, so to over here is being Kai for Mamain. Hachanami, so to over here, in the case of stealing Chametz and being Kai for Pesach, Afagav even though right now it's Afar, it's considered like nothing. Kimothy Mignav, since if it was stolen from the Ganev by Shlumalayim Mainam Alia, the Gaza would have to pay whom he stole it from, meaning Reuven would have to pay Shimon, regular Mamanis, Hashanai, Mamain Kafar Lay, now also it's considered like he's being Kai for Mamain when he says, I didn't steal anything from you. Now, another way of terming this discussion that we just had is Dovra Garm Lamamain, something that causes Mamain to be paid, such as a Chametz, even though it doesn't actually have any value, the Ganav can still hand it back and say, and therefore, when it's stolen from him, he now is Chayv out of pocket to repay the Nigzal, so we see the Chametz is Dovra Garm Lamamain, and we're going to continue talking about this. So, yes, if Rava, according to Summit's Rabba, Vakamal El Hashmites, and he was saying this memoir over, and Acer of Amal Rava, or Vam asked Rava the following question. Basak says as follows, Vikichesh Bani denied it, as referring to when Ruvain tied money from Shimon, and Shimon denied it, making a false Shvua. Now, Shimon has to pay Karen Chemish and Asham. Now, Prat Lamaid of Iker. This excludes if he's being Maida to the Iker Taina, to the very base Taina, and he's just arguing with a certain part of it. Now, what does that mean? Ketzad, we further explain. Let's say Reuven told Shimon, Shar Ganafti, you stole my Shar. Ruhu Aymer, he says, Look, Ganafti, I didn't steal your Shar. So Reuven asked Shimon, Mati Vayetzacha, so what's it doing by you? And here Shimon comes up with one of many different excuses. Either Shimon said, Atamachartoli, you sold it to me, or Atanasatoli Matana, you gave it to me as a present, or Avicha Machreli, your father sold it to me, or Avicha Nasali Matana, your father gave it to me as a present, or Achar Paras Yurats, it rained after my cow, or Me'ilvats, they came to me on its own. Or I found it wandering along the way, so I took it home. I borrowed it. And so one of these times were used by Shemin, and he made a shvua that that's actually why the cow was by him. And afterwards, he was mad that it was really false shvua and that he stole Ruvain's cow. You may think that he's chayv to pay Karen Chaymish and Asham over here. The Pasuk says, This excludes if he's being mad to the Iker. And over here, he is being mad to the Iker. He is admitting, Yes, I do have your shar. There's just a different reason why I have your shar. I didn't steal it. It was given to me. I found it. I'm a shimer over it. Or like one of these many different things. And even though at the end of the day, he admits that he actually did steal it, this is still considered a case of mighty be'ikr, therefore wouldn't apply the din of a regular false shvua to him. So this is Ramon's question. We see from here that a person is not chayv for this. Or as we just said before, that when a person makes such a taina and he swears falsely, he is chayv to pay. Normally, he responds to him to dura. And either this means that you don't have a heart, or it means your brain is fuddled. Kitanya, he, what's that brass referring to? The ka'amrlei, halach. That's where he said, here, take it. That's where he actually has the shar. He come, you know, what am I talking about? The ba'agam, where the shar is in a swamp, meaning the shar is not in his possession. In other words, in his bride's there, Ramon just asked from, we're talking about where the shar was in his possession, and Shimon said, here, take your shar back. And therefore, Reuven can't say, well, if it was stolen from you, you wouldn't have to pay me based off of your claim, so really you're kai for mamain, because the shar is right here. Where in the previous member from Rabbo, we were talking about where the shar wasn't there, it was in an agam, it was in a swamp, it was somewhere else. And therefore, if it was stolen, Shimon the Ganev would actually be potter with his taina of Amashemarchinim, let's say. And that's why he is chai for regular carbon shvua. Now we just analyze the bride. So, Atam Khartuli, one of the tainas was that Shimon told Ruvain, the reason why I have your shar is because you sold it to me. So, ask the Gwara, my Maidab Iker Iko. What does it mean he's being Maidab Iker? Ruvain tainas from Shimon, you have my ox, I want it back. And Shimon's saying, no, you sold it to me. So, that's not being Maida, that's basically saying, I'm not giving it back to you, it's mine. So, my answer is, let's see, Chalchadash is the Amar Lay, where Shimon told him, I simply didn't pay for it. Therefore, take your ox back and go. In other words, he is saying, you're right. 
side is your shor, and here you go, you can have it back. Analyzing another part of where I saw, Atam Satoli, you gave it to me, or Avichanosli, your father gave it to me. Now my Maidab Iker Iko. Again, why is that considered being Maidab Iker? He's basically saying that it's mine and it's not yours. So the answer is normally it's because he's telling him, You or your father gave it to me on condition that I do something nice for you. But I didn't do it for you. So you can take your shar back and go. What about in the case where he said, I saw it wandering along the way, and that's why I have it. Well, Lema, Rumi should just tell Shimon, You should have returned it to me. So Rav Vudashmul, he answers, it's where Shimon had said, He made a shvu that I found this cow's in Aveda, and I didn't know it was yours. That I'd be able to return it to you. And the market was talking about a false shvu. Tanya was talking to Bryce, saw Ambanaz, Ambanaz said as follows, Gimel shvu is saying there are three different types of shvuas. This is referring to where Reuven wants me to be a Shimon to tell him Edos that he knows about a certain lost object of his. Reuven lost an object, and he thinks that Shimon knows where it is or who has it. And Shimon makes a shvua, I don't know anything about it. And then afterwards, Shimon admits that he really lied. So three different types of things that Reuven was Mashbiya Shimon. Hiker above Loib Maitza, then made a shvua that he recognized it, meaning he knew that Reuven's cow was lost, but he didn't know who found it. Or Maitza of Loiba, he knew that someone found it, but he didn't know that it was a cow that was lost, meaning he knows that so and so found a lost object, but he didn't know what the lost object was. And Loiba of Loib Maitza, the last shvua that he could have made was that he doesn't know anything about the lost object or about anyone that found the lost object. Ask the Gemara on this last thing. Loiba of Loib Maitza, Kushtejtaba. He made a shvua that he doesn't know anything about a lost object or about anyone that found a lost object, so he's saying the truth. What type of false shvua is there? So the answer is Aim Abba Ubimaitza. As opposite, it's where he made a false shvua and he actually knew about the item that was lost and about the one who found it. So there's are three different types of shvuas that the person can make. So now the question is, my halacha, what's a halacha? Let's say the person was caught. Shimon admitted that he made a false shvua and that he really did know about the item or he knew about the one that found it or he knew about both. They're arguing the same machlaik as the following. If a person must be a one aid to tell him his aidos and he swears falsely that he doesn't know anything, potter, so that aid is potter. Whereas Rabbi Lazar Shimon Machayev, Rabbi Lazar Shimon is Machayev. But my comment is, what's Machlaikas? Maris Rabbi Lazar Shimon Machayev, Kamam and Dami. According to Rabbi Lazar Shimon, this is considered a Dover Garmin Machayev, and that's like real Mamanis. And this aid Echod could have caused someone to receive money, and now that he swore falsely about it, so that's a Dover Garmin Machayev, and that's why he's Chayev to pay. Whereas Maris Rabbi the other man never holds, Lav Kamam Dami, it's not like Mamanis, and that's the Machlaikas Shmuel and Ravami. I think what he was, Omar of Shish of Shisha says, follows a Kaifer Bikadin, Nasa Olive Gazlan, Machayev Bainsen. Someone was Kaifer Bikadin. Reuven deposited something by Shimon, and then he tells him, Shimon cannot please have my Bikadin back, my deposit back, and Shimon says, I don't have your Bikadin at all. And he didn't make a Shvua, he just simply was Kaifer. He denied the Bikadin. So now he's considered like a Gazlan, and he's Chayv in Einsen. If anything happens to it, even though it was an Einus, Shimon's Chayv to pay. But Tuna and Atana taught, the Pasak tells him he denied it. Lamanu Einus, we learn the punishment from here. What's the punishment? The punishment is that he has to make sure to return it, and he's Chayv to watch it until he returns it, and even if an Einus happens to it, he's Chayv for that Einus. So that's the punishment. Now the question is, Azhar Minayin, where do we know in Azhar for this love? Sometimes a punishment that we know about needs Azhara, needs a warning, don't do this, or else you're going to get this punishment. So where do we have this warning? Tamalim, because the Pasuk says, don't deny. Now my level, Einish Maman, isn't this talking about Einish Maman? Meaning when he denied Mamanis, when he denied a Bikadain, it turns out that he's a Gazlin, and now he's Chayv and Einsen. So the Gemara says, not a Raya, Loyal Einish Shvua, it's talking about Einish Shvua, meaning if he made a false Shvua, then he's Chayv and Einsen to return it. Ask the Gemara, how can you say it? you say from the fact that the end of the Raya says, Vishtaba, and he swore, Machal de Reisha de Loishtaba. That's Mash where the Rish is talking about where he didn't swear. The Ketani Sefer, the Sefer teaches, Vinish Bal Shaker, and he swore falsely, Lamanu Einish, that teaches us to Einish, Azhar Minayin, what about the Azhar for this? Tom Lemon, the Pasuk says, Loisa Shakru, don't lie. Now we say for the Shtaba, Reisha de Loishtaba. From the fact that the Sefer of the Brass is talking about where he swore falsely, it must be the Rashi is talking about where he did not swear, and therefore must be referring to where he was just Kaifer Bibikadain without swearing. So I mean, they said, no, it's not a Raya, Both the Rashi and the Sefer could be talking about where he swore falsely. One case could be talking about where he was Maida on his own that he swore falsely, whereas the other could be talking about where Adim came to say that he swore falsely. And that's the Rashi, Asu Adim. If Adim came to say that he swore falsely, so then he would be Chaiv and Aitim. Whereas I do a if he admitted on his own, he would be Chaiv and Karen Chaimish and Asham, 
company wouldn't be chayven einsim necessarily. So we're gonna arrive from this for Rav Sheshes, and now we continue asking Rav Sheshes. Must Rav Rambam Rav Rambam has the following: What's the case of Kenegda Chashal Al Shvua? Now we know that in the standard case of a Taino, Reuven's hiding from Shimon, so Shimon is the one that has the right to swear, and then he can patter himself up from having to pay. And this is what we've been discussing up until now. However, there are certain situations where Shimon is chashid. He suspected that he's going to make a false shvua, and therefore we take it back onto Reuven and we allow him to make a shvua, and then he can take money from Shimon. So that's what we're asking. Kenegda Chashal Al Shvua What's the case where the Toivea is going to be allowed to swear in order to get his money? So Echad Shvua Eidos. That's whether Shimon had once sworn falsely about not knowing Eidos, and he really did know it. Or he swore falsely about a bikadon. A few shvua shav, even if he made a silly false shvua, that's considered like a false shvua that we don't trust him anymore, and Reuven would be allowed to make a shvua and get money from Shimon. Now, here's a question of Shesha's from Esav. It's really true that if a person who's covered with bikadon is considered a gazlin, well, the kfir who the if so lay, he should be puzzled for making the shvua already in the stage that he was covered on the bikadon, even before the stage that he got to swearing. That's not what the Brysa said. However, Ami, the answer that's not a question. Hachmaiskin, what are we talking about in this Brysa? The Kaiba Agam, where the bikadon that was entrusted to Shimon wasn't here. It was actually an Agam. It was in a swamp. Let's say it was a cow. So it was out in the pasture grazing, the law of kfirahu. That's not considered a kfira. When Shimon says, I don't have it, that's not a kfira that makes him a goslin, even a quarter of Sheshes. To suffer because he figures to himself, it's the midnight I'm to slip away from him, then I'm going to quickly go and bring it. Meaning, when Reuven showed up to Shimon's house and said, Hey, can I have my cow back? And the cow's not there, it's grazing in the pasture. Shimon wants to try to buy himself time. So he says, Oh, uh, I don't have a cow of yours. And so he doesn't mean to be kai for it. He just means to quickly run to the agam and get the cow back. And so therefore, it's not considered like he's a goslin unless he swears falsely about it. And tell you, this is true. The Amar of Idibar Oven, a kai from Milva Eidos. If a person is kaifer in a halva, he's kashal edos. Kofav amalf on top, but bikadon pasal edos. If he's kaifer bikadon, he's pasal edos. And that's because milva is like son, it not. Milva is meant to be spent. So when Reuven lends Shimon money, and then afterwards says, "Hey Shimon, give my money back," and Shimon says, "I never borrowed money from you," so Shimon's not considered a gazlin, even though he was kaifer the halva. That's because the money that was given to him is already considered like it's spent, even if he actually has the money still with him, it's still considered like it's not here anymore. And we go, when you say that he's not really being kaifer; he's just trying to buy himself time to gather the money. However, in the case of bikadon, if the bikadon is actually there, then he's considered. A gazel when he's kai for it, and therefore he's possible edos. That's what Holman was talking about. Omar Ilfa, Ilfa said, Shvua kaina, the Shvua is kaina. Now, what's that mashma? Shvua he the kanya, will kfir like kanya. That if a person makes a false Shvua, then he's kind of the object that he's chayven einsim. But if he's just as kai for having it, he's not kind of to the extent that he's chayven einsim. Once again, a question of Sheshes. So, the more answer is no, Hachanami the kind of agam. Over here also, we keep talking about where it's an agam, and therefore it's not considered a proper kfira. He buys him alternatively, my Shvua kaina, what does that mean? Shvua is kaina, kid Rav Huna. It's like what Rav Huna said, Rav Huna Marav. Let's say Reuven told Shemin, Manali biyadcha, you owe me a mana, Valaimer, and the other one said, and the you don't have anything by me. Minishba and Shimon swore and then Adim came to say that actually Shimon does have it. Potter, Shimon's actually Potter in that case. Why is that? Shimon, because the Potter says, Literally, this means that the owner shall accept it and he doesn't pay. But how are we understanding this over here? Once the owner accepted the Shvua from the person, so he doesn't have to pay Mamana anymore. And therefore, when Reuven told Shimon, You owe me money, and Shimon swore, I don't owe you money, and Reuven accepted that Shvua, so now, even though Adim came and said that Shimon actually has the money, since Reuven already accepted that Shvua, Shimon does doesn't have to pay. And that's what Ilfa meant, Shvua Kaina, and nothing to do with Einsim, and therefore Ilfa's statement is not a question on Rav Shezhez. We're going to stop here for the day and pick up tomorrow with this last member that we just mentioned. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.